A day on the lake is always a fun time. The chance to soak up some sun while soaking up the crystal clear water would bring a smile to anyone's face. For a loud family from Kentucky, however, today's festivities are about to be met by the swift, unforgiving hand of disaster. For lurking at the surface of the water, bobbing just a few inches from the family's eldest child is something that none of them could possibly expect. Something so grotesque that it wouldn't be revealed until today who was in fact responsible for this nightmare. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who once locked his brother in a suitcase for one minute and then stupidly got in right after to uh, be locked in until the babysitter found me. Uh, joining me on this podcast is my babysitter, Laura. <laughs> um, okay, first question. Mm-hmm. Why did you lock your brother in a suitcase? Um, my parents had just left for a missions trip to Mexico, and... So the suitcases were out, like, in in our life. Uh, normally they were, like, hidden, put up. And so, because they were gone, and we had, like, a little babysitter, which we never had, um, my brother and I were like, oh, we both can fit in these things, so let's do it. So we put the suitcase out on the front porch, <laughs> and my brother got in, and I zipped him up, and then I pretended to walk away, and he, like, screamed, uh, and he was only in there for a minute. And then he got out and he was really mad. And then he was like, okay, your turn. And rather than me being, you know, smart and being like, wait, this isn't going to bode well for John. John was like, sure, I'll get in. So I got into the suitcase. He zipped me up. And I remember seeing in the mesh, watching him run off, like legitimately just run off to go play uh, on the side of the house. And so I'm like screaming and kicking. I remember knocking the suitcase over. I don't know how long I was in there. It was more than a minute, though. And then our babysitter found us opened up the thing her name was charlene she was like in her 50s and she spanked my brother and i for locking each other in the suitcase so i'm your babysitter now um well uh, one thing that i have i'm not see i'm not even gonna say i'm not peeing i'm pouring (laughs) wine because when i said that the last time you couldn't even hear the wine pouring so i just randomly interrupted my story to say that i to alert people that i was not urinating <laughs> which people shouldn't have to do in normal conversations so i'm going to stop doing that um what was the question i'm your babysitter you're my babysitter um well some of the feedback i've gotten from people who listen to this podcast is that um you are very good at um wrangling me apparently <laughs> So, in a way, I guess, yeah, you're, uh, my, I'm not even gonna say the word, because it's gross. Your babysitter. <laughs> John, I heard you got a response from a listener with their own anecdotal dote response. I did! 
Um, we, from our episode, a couple of, of, uh, well, from our lesson, a couple of episodes ago, um, with, uh, the theme of lessons and the buzzword of magic that I'm just going to read you their story. So they said, I was at the Grant County fair of all places. And there was a magician about to take the stage. I was like 12 or 13 ish and thought getting into magic would be the best thing ever. He asked for a volunteer and I jumped up and down and hollered until he picked me. So I went up on stage and he did the rope trick where he made the giant rope small. He did it by pulling it through my hand. And after he did it, he cupped my hand shut super quick. Of course, I opened it so I could see what was in there. It was an entire shell of the large rope. It was just like an outside cover and there was no dang magic at all. It was at that moment I realized it was all a lie and my childhood died a little. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, also, I was at Fort Knox. He is a veteran. Thank you for your service. With a dude that was a magician and chicks dig magicians. (laughs) That's a lie. So thank you so much, Brad, for your submission (laughs) of your buzzword uh, with magic. So what is today's theme? Today we're talking about vacation. Yes, the time of the year when people are looking for a trip to somewhere, anywhere but here. Yeah, Um, I feel that. Yeah, um, winter has been awful. Um, Winter's the worst. Yeah, particularly up here in Maine. It is dreadful. Um, but uh, so the fact that there is like green on the trees and today it has it was a good I think it was like 80 something. Uh, it was beautiful. According to my report today, high of 80. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, I absolutely love vacation. It's been a while since I've taken a vacation. Me too. Uh, did your family ever take vacations? We took, um, we tried for a long time to take like a yearly family vacation, like shortly after school got out. Um, and honestly, I only really remember a handful of them because it was like, it kind of depended on the year. Like we tried to take like big trips every other year, I think. Um, so like one year we went to Washington, D.C. Um, another year we went to... Minnesota, we did like Duluth and also the Twin Cities. Like we went to the Mall of America and stuff like that. So like all of our vacations were not like giant destinations. It was some of them were very local. My family always wanted to do that kind of like destination stuff, but my father loves to water ski. So there was always the rule that if we were going to go somewhere for a week or for a couple of days, it had to be in the vicinity of water in which he could take his boat and ski. So we always wanted to do like a trip to New York or a trip to um, Washington, D.C. Or, you know, I, I remember growing up, there was talk for a while before there was a there was a Six Flags in Ohio that used to be associated with the SeaWorld. And anyone who knows me, I am incredibly obsessed with orcas. And I really, 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 even to this day, I want to see an orca whale. Um, but as a kid, I really wanted to go to SeaWorld so I could see them. Nowadays, I would much rather see them on a whale watching tour in the wild. I will not go to SeaWorld. But um, we never did do any of those things because we always had to go to somewhere with a lake, which was never a bore. It was always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, so that's that's a difference, I guess, between, between uh, the families. <laughs> 
John, do you have any advice to help out our listeners in their everyday lives? I do. Um, I will say, though, if you are eating something, you might want to pause because this story takes some turns that are not safe for an eating environment. So I should pause? Yeah, probably. I'm really hungry. Okay, well, proceed at your own risk, Laura. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'm willing to risk this. Okay, so my advice this week, since we're on the topic of uh, vacations, Mm -hmm. is when you are in the water, don't grab something unless you know what you're grabbing. Oh, no. So... Uh, my family went on vacation to, to this specific lake in southern Kentucky, northern Tennessee, where the campsite you had to boat to, you couldn't drive to it. You were basically like uh, water water locked until you packed up and then took it back to the car. One of the issues with camping is that you do not have access to proper toilets. I remember this particular campground, there was a restroom, but it was... Um, um, it was basically a hole in a building um, with a seat above it that just went into an abyss of hell. And so when you went in, it was just basically you were squatting over a hole and you could hear all kinds of just gross living things underneath of you. Not something you want to, you know, um, expose your hindquarters to. So I Hard refused. No. Yeah. So I would, I would uh, go number one in there, but I refused to sit down on the thing. Um, so I would. Um, this is the second defecation story that I have told on this podcast. <laughs> um, I defecated in the water a lot. Um, you know, I'd just be floating out there and just, you know. You know, um, pop one out and keep going about my business. And this particular day, we were out boating and I had to go. So we jumped. We were like, okay, let's all let's all get out in the water and swim for a little bit. So we all we put an anchor down in the middle of the, the lake and we're all swimming out in the lake. It's a lot of fun. And um, the urge hits me. Nature calls. So I <laughs> pull my, my swimming trunks down and plop one out and go about my day. All of a sudden... A couple minutes later, my sister is floating around, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, look, a log. So she goes to grab it so she can throw it out of the way, and as soon as she grabs it, it disintegrates in her hand and runs all over her hand, <laughs> and it was my um, defecation that she had, <laughs> she had manhandled, <laughs> and <laughs> she realized when she grabbed it what it was. She didn't know who it came from, but knew <laughs> that she grabbed it and threw it in abject horror. Um, and then I realized that that one floated, which was really weird and probably a concern medically. Probably means you're hydrated. Oh, oh, oh great then. Um, so great, good sign then. Um, but my sister grabbed it. So yeah, um, don't grab something in the water unless you know what it is. It's a pretty solid advice Mm, that wasn't solid though (laughs) now to our main segment the anecdotal dote here's how it works i have selected a random word that only i've seen your job is to tell a true story based on the word of our theme vacation bean okay just like the other day this one is not directly influenced by the word well the word bean made me think of (laughs) hobos at campfires eating out of a can okay. of beans. Yep. Um, my family used to go and rent a cabin with another family 
for a week. And uh, for this particular one, it was one of our first times out. We were sitting around a campfire, and my brother and I were very dramatic people. And we always Shocked. loved... Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> the number of times that my brother and I set things on fire because we were trying to reenact The Wizard of Oz is too many to count. <laughs> so in this particular s- situation, we were like, oh, we're going to roast marshmallows. So my brother and I are, we have our little forks and we're roasting marshmallows. And I decide I'm going to like fling it like a fireball at my brother. And it flings onto the back of my brother's back and like singes him in the back. Um, and I got in so much trouble because um, my brother made it seem like I had maliciously done it, which I did. I, I may not have. But I, you did. Maybe. The At least a little out. bit. Um, I don't remember doing that, but sure. We'll say <laughs> my brother can refute this uh, if he must. But I, I don't remember that. We're going to get an email soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's um, there's my buzzword, I guess. It's not a very good one. This episode has been real awful. Yes. Feel free to skip this one. <laughs> we can't just say that. I mean, keep listening. <laughs> Laura, there was a news story this week that I think proves why people should listen to Anecdotal Dote. Oh, what was that news story? Well, uh, this is a true story, by the way. A man on the run from authorities for drug charges in Alabama left his apartment before police arrived to charge him, and they were met by an attack squirrel in the apartment who had been allegedly fed methamphetamines to make him aggressive. What? (laughs) Yes, police released the attack squirrel into the woods. All of this is true. And the man went into the woods... The, the drug person, called for the for the squirrel uh, who came back to him. And then the man sent a video of him and his attack squirrel on Facebook Live um, to try and refute the fact that uh, people said that he was fed methamphetamines. And he was saying that, no, I did not feed my squirrel meth. Wait, so how is this proof people should listen to our podcast? Because people who don't listen wouldn't have known that there is an attack squirrel out on the road capable of killing them. Couldn't they have just read this story on their own, just Laura, like you please, did? Please, people don't read anymore. <laughs> Regardless, you should tell your friends about anecdotal doubt. Uh, would you like to know what the squirrel's name was? Obviously, D's nuts. <laughs> that is a true story. Look it up, people. A, a meth, a meth angered squirrel named D's nuts. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Listener, what are you doing right now? Perhaps taking a walk outside enjoying this wonderful summer sunshine? Do you see that old lady up ahead tossing crumbs of her bagel to that squirrel? Now look above her. See the squirrel smacking his lips above her with the red in its tiny little eyes? (laughs) You might think she should be warned about this methed out squirrel, but she's a lost cause. You should instead tell her when she's recovering in the hospital from rabies that she should listen to anecdotal dote. I feel like you're wishing bad things upon people that listen to our podcast. Laura, please. Sorry. Please. What? Give her the gift of laughter. It's the best medicine besides the rabies vaccine. Or you could just spread the word about this podcast to your friends and family. Help us reach new listeners and by reviewing us on Apple Podcast and sharing this podcast with your friends. Take a couple of seconds and review us on Apple Podcast. We'd love to know what you think. 
that does help us find new listeners. And, you know, if everyone who listens were to tell two people about Anecdotal Dote, think how many subscribers we could get to. 45? Oh, what little faith you have, young grasshopper. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe. If you don't like what you heard, still subscribe. It doesn't hurt you either way. If you have stories inspired by our theme of vacation with the buzzword bean, we would love to hear from you. Your story might be shared on a future podcast. Send your story to us written, filmed, or audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I won't see them next week. (laughs) Wow. Well, we can't see them. It's a podcast. I love how you are now instructing me on that. After the first, like, four of these, you kept saying, you kept just making faces at me. I'm trying to correct a wrong. (sighs) Okay, bye, (laughs) y'all.